0: River Bible Institute is <clears throat> it's a place where you are trained and raised up and released into the plan of God. And I have here with me uh, Eric Henry, right? Yes, Eric Henry, right? Magezi. Awesome. Um, and uh, I'm going to basically ask him a few questions and I would like for him to speak from his heart to everyone here because what we are doing is promoting River Bible Institute as we kick off the next academic year, uh, 2018-2019 academic year, on the 8th of next month. We have so many students sitting here today whose lives are being changed. And some are still in the process. Their lives are being changed. But what we can guarantee is this. The River, River Bible Institute is a place where, when you come to, your life will never be the same again. It's a place where you discover God's plan for your life. It's a place where you are empowered, equipped to do what God wants you to do. The Bible talks about in the book of Haggai chapter 2 how uh, it's important to catch a vision from God. So Habakkuk chapter 2, how it's important to catch a vision from God. We have so many people that are standing at the crossroads of life and they do not have a heavenly vision. Uh, and for that reason, they do not see their lives move forward. They are stuck. But the Bible School will help you discover God's plan and God's purpose for your life. And not just help you discover it, but empower you to accomplish it. And that's why we have the Bible School uh, here all these years. And for all these years, we've raised so many people. Those that have come through Bible School, some are in full-time, five-fold ministry. Some are in the marketplace. You know, So the Bible school is not just for those who want to eventually become pastors, evangelists, uh, apostles, and prophets. It's also for those who want to deepen their relationship with God. It is for those who want to know God more. It is for those who want to discover that God has a divine destiny for them, and it may not be behind the pulpit. Most people here may not pack out stadiums. Most people here may not do conferences in auditoriums. But so many people here might serve in different governments of the world. But I believe that God wants to get you ready for that. Some of you are university students. And here we have Eric, uh, you just finished your master's degree program. Can you tell us where you're from? And uh, you came here to study in university and eventually uh, got stuck in Bible school and then finished. Got stuck, I mean, (laughs) when you came, you really got stuck because what you heard in Bible school revolutionized your life, is that right? And you couldn't stop but finish. Is that right? Go ahead and talk to them briefly. Uh,
1: My name is Henry Eric Magese. I'm from Uganda. Uh, I came here to do my master's at Istanbul University. And when I came here, my purpose was, when I found this church, it was like to be a good Sunday goer. Come to Sunday, continue with my schools because it was my purpose. Like, come to school, do your master's, and go back to Uganda. But when I came here, They were talking about Bible school, and this is an encouragement. At times, you may not have to feel like you are ready, but you just have to take that step. So when I came to Pastor to ask about, he told me, get in. And when I got in, I discovered that I needed it more than I thought. So for me, they said that Bible school is about a change. Sorry, I want
0: to interject, not interrupt you. In in a sense, I kind of pushed you into school. Is that right? Yes. You came to ask me something. I said, no, you've been in Bible school, Yes. right? Yes. And you said to yourself, he didn't even ask me yeah, if I want like, to be in Bible school.
1: I felt offended a bit. You like, felt offended, like, yes. How can you not even listen to me You just tell me, go to Bible school? Yes. <laughs> but I thank God. At the end, when I graduated, I came and asked you, can you I give, hug you? You gave
0: me a big hug.
1: Because I knew that after those two years, my life really, really changed. Awesome. And as I was saying that there are two approaches. You can either go to it as a school, go pass the exams, attend classes, or you can go to it and challenge the word to work for you. That's right. And that's what brings that change. And that's what happened. Like when you want to see the word become life and applicable in your life, because you being a master student, there are certain things that you need to be practical. You need to see how it, Applies, And then the more you go for it, because the Bible says that the words I speak to you is spirit and life, Life. the more you go to it and want it to change, the more it comes and you see it applying into your life. And I want to borrow a statement from you. When you are teaching us, you told us that the worst thing you can correct a person from is somebody who has doctrine error. Yes. And growing up, even schools in my country have motors where they say knowledge is power. So I used to believe in that, that knowledge is power. But when I came to Bible school, I discovered that actually knowledge is not power Mm -hmm. It's because the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. knowledge. So which means it's not knowledge only. We are in an information world. Everybody has knowledge. Professors have knowledge. Everybody (laughs) has something. But the truth now is what makes that difference. And to make matters worse, when you read that same verse, it says... Because you have rejected knowledge, I reject you. i also reject you. And here in Bible, here in this church, there is this opportunity of Bible school. Pastor even comes and gives scholarships, which means you can't reject something that has not been given. There's something that has been given and you have just rejected it. So I'm encouraging us that we shouldn't reject this opportunity that has been given to us to know that truth, not only the knowledge of stuff, but the truth, because that truth, you know, is what sets you free. The truth, you know, is what makes you free. And still, in that same verse, it says, "Because you have forgotten me, I will forget your children." That's right. So it does not only stop at rejecting you, but also rejects your, your forget your children. So th- you have a chance. not reject this chance. You have a chance. not reject this opportunity that has been given to you. That's what makes Bible school very, very important.
0: Awesome. Well, you know, I uh, yeah. You want to clap your hands? <laughs> Go ahead. You know, there are people you, you push into something. And that's literally what I did with him. He came to ask a question about something, and I said, you need to be in Bible school. And like you heard him say, he said he was offended that I did that to him. Uh, but when he finished his second year of Bible school, he asked me, Pastor, can I give you a hug? Of, of course you can give me a hug. So I welcomed him. He gave me a big hug. But he hugged me because he was so thankful that when he came to me two years ago, I did not beat about the bush. I did not try to be politically correct. I said, go to Bible school. You need to be in Bible school. And I think I've done that with a few people. And for those who have obeyed, they have actually seen their lives change. And so we're here this afternoon to encourage you. You're sitting here. You say, I've come here for my master's degree program. I've come here for my first degree. I've come here from my PhD. Whatever it is, I know that university and study can be so demanding. But one thing that I also understand is there's nothing as important as discovering God's perfect plan for your life. You see, so many people go through university but never actually do anything with what they study. But it is in Bible school that God begins to speak to you about what He truly has has in store for you. The Bible says, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor has it entered the heart of man what God has in store for those that love Him. So it means that God has some things in store for you. Did you hear me say that? God has some things in store for you. And if you would come to Bible school and sit under the Word and under the anointing like Eric did, I truly believe that God is going to speak to you. Now let me say it the other way. I truly believe God is speaking to you, but I believe that when you come to Bible school and sit under the anointing and sit under the Word, your spirit will become in tune with the Spirit of God to where you begin to hear the voice of God. God is speaking. Tell your neighbor God is speaking. speaking. And ask him or or her, are are you listening? See, that's the key. The key is not that God's not speaking. The key is the fact that people are not listening to what God is saying. So God is really speaking. You have to hear what God is saying, and there is an atmosphere where you understand the voice of God. Are you listening to me? That's why the River Bible Institute is the right place to be. Just uh, a couple of days ago, I I had someone who um, was here to study medicine And, uh, you know, she came here, studied medicine, and she came to the service, and the Lord touched her powerfully. And God raised her up in this place. She went back. Now she's serving in her country as a medical doctor. Just got married and recently had her first child. You understand? So, you are not all going to stay in Turkey. But while you are here, let God get you ready for the next place. But unfortunately, some people are not giving God the time. Some people are not giving God the season. God has allowed you to be here so that you will give him your time. God cannot force anything down your life. Are you listening now? But here, that's why we are giving this call. Pastor Corey came here uh, a couple of weeks ago and he gave scholarships. You heard him again. He said we're going to be giving scholarships to those that want to join the Bible school. We start on the 8th of September, just a couple of weeks from now. And I want to encourage you, if you want to get a scholarship to come to this school, I want you to stand on your feet right now. You want to get a scholarship, stand on your feet, because we shall take down your name and your number, and then we shall sign you up for Bible school and prepare you for the next uh, academic year. Who wants to come to River Bible Institute? You don't come to the Bible school to be a pastor. You may not be a pastor. But God's going to raise you up and God's going to use you mightily. Is there anyone? Who wants to come to Bible school? It's for two years. We do a two-year diploma program. First year, you get a certificate. Second year, you get a diploma. And if you want to do, if you want to do a third-year internship, it is available. Uh, do we have any interns? Amos is an intern. Where is Amos? Amos, can you run up quickly? Here is Amos. Amos all the way from DRC. Also came here to Istanbul. The Lord touched him mightily. He made a decision to come to Bible school, finished first year certificate, he got a certificate, finished the second year, got a diploma, and now he's a third year intern. He's an intern for one year. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants the glory, but not everybody pays the price. Not everyone pays the price. That's the problem today. That's the problem with so many. Not everyone pays the price, but everyone wants what? The glory. Everyone wants God to use them, but not everyone gets ready to be used. Because you have rejected knowledge, I'll reject you and your children. That's the word of God. So this is a platform that's available to you and I. I came through this Bible school too, by the way. I believe that I would not be doing what I'm doing today If I had not come through this school, I knew a lot of things before I came to Turkey. But when I came to this Bible school, I unlearned many of them. Because some of us were brainwashed by religion. And we came here, we got touched and uh, got empowered by the truth of the word and released into what God is. Uh, God is doing with me today, Amen. Amen. My wife came through the to school too. We met in school. That's one of the things you need to know. You meet your wife and met my wife in Bible school. For those of you who want to meet somebody, come to Bible school. It's a good. No, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's a good place. It's a good place to meet your wife. You, you know, I'm telling you, it's a good place to meet your husband. We were classmates. Praise God. That's why, we do, that's why we do well together. Really, that's why we do well together. To, to the glory of God, but we do well together as a couple. We have our misunderstandings, but we, try, we still try. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, 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 when husbands and wives go through school together, God puts this DNA in you. You think the same. You talk the same. Sometimes you have strain in your relationship, but you know you still have to resolve it because the DNA is there. So, for those of you who, you know, <laughs> yes, yes, you, now people are getting excited now. You're married. Come to Bible school with your spouse, okay? Or you're searching. Come to Bible school. You might just see somebody. Somebody. Angel, angel, get up, stand up, please. Uh, chica, get up. Don't be shy. It's okay. You guys are getting married anyway. You can't be shy. I know you guys are not shy people. <laughs> They're getting married on the 1st of September. Yesterday, you want to clap? Clap, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Now, we're getting to know uh, our dear friend and brother, Chica. Angel has been in this church for years. She's a faithful young lady. Came to Bible school, finished first year, finished second year, and... Uh, the Lord has raised her up, and the Lord is still doing a lot of working her. But yesterday, when I when I did the uh, final counseling for their wedding, they, they made a comment. They said to me, actually, she said that they're both coming to Bible school. She finished two years, but she's going to come to Bible school for the next two years and stay in the school for him. Wow. That, that, yeah. that just, that, when she said that to me yesterday, I said, I am so proud of you. Amen. I I was so proud of her to hear her say that, that we're going to come to school. I'm going to stay in the school with him. Two years. She finished already, but she's going to come for two more years. For You know what? And when God, when God begins to raise them up and bless them and use them, and people get jealous. But you see, there is a price to pay. So she's going to do four years of Bible school. Alice did the same thing. Alice did the same thing, and today she's in Canada. God's using her. Amen. So, listen people, this is important. Angel, I'm proud of you. I just want to say to the entire church, I'm so proud of you. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And, and uh, Chica, God bless you. The Bible says uh, obey your what? No. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that was a joke. Go ahead, take your seat. Put your hands together for them. <laughs> 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 ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amos, thank you. Go back. And Eric was talking to me in the office. Uh, he came to to the office um, a few days ago. We, we were talking, and you talked about your academics. Yes, Pastor. Can you talk about that bri- briefly and just let, let's just encourage people with that too?
1: Yeah, like as you are saying, that it's not only about becoming a pastor or somebody behind a puppy, That's right. but it's about. Getting empowered yes, and right. knowing what God really wants you to do in your field. Mm-hmm. Because the Bible says we are the light of the world. That's right. And where he has put us there, we have to shine. That's right. We so have to shine there. We have to shine That's from right. there. So that knowledge and that truth, I applied it in my books.
0: In your academics. In my
1: academics. Mm. And I believed that I should be on top. For me to be the light in my, cl- in my university, for me to be the light among my friends, I have to be on top. And the Bible says it's the Lord that teaches us how to profit. So when you learn the word, He teaches you how to work with it. And successfully, praise be to God, I managed to finish top in my university with 3.94. Hey,
0: yeah. glory to God. <laughs> top in the university, top in His university. Amen.
1: 3.94
0: GP. Awesome. Out of four. Out of four. Out of four, three point nine four. Mm. Come on, I think someone needs to give God some praise. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah.
1: And you know, to make it sweet is that we <laughs> we, we 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 don't study in English, we study in Turkish. And They only give you eight months to learn the language, and now you have to learn into that language. So, even in English, that course is hard, but now you have to learn it in Turkish, and you get points even not that Turkish people think of. So, it's only God that does that, and it's going back to
0: Hallelujah! Come on, give God praise! Glory to God! I mean, why, why would we not be proud? Why would we not be grateful to God? Amen. Why will I not dance? So what you got in Bible school affected your career? Yes,
1: like you know how to apply yourself. Exactly. You know the truth. You know what to believe. You know how to conduct yourself. And then the favor that comes with the word that you have learned, it takes you places. Yeah. Because it says, I will, make, I will present to you before kings. Like I, should, I will raise you from the dust and... Make you sit with the princess. So the favor that comes with the word that you have learned mm. also takes you through. And you see God making way, paving way, and things becoming simple. And that's the testimony now. People come and ask you, how have you done it? That's right. Because...
0: How have you done it? Yes.
1: And now you talk, you have an opportunity to talk about your God. And now they believe that. It's powerful because they see this black guy oh. getting the marks they can't get. And they know that, yeah, there's something different and this God.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we say God is good, yes, he's good indeed. They'll see it. Yes, it shows. It shows. Yes. Because God is truly good. Yes. He's been good to you.
1: He has been so good. So, so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we might just let him loose tonight. (laughs) in the turkey service. God is good. God is good. Listen, people. Like I said on Wednesday, what the world is trying to do and what the religious church is trying to do is to get us to back out and back off from the supernatural. They want us to come to the place where it's all natural. It's all mental. It's all academic. But we've got to understand that this is not natural. This is supernatural. That God can empower each of you supernaturally to do what others cannot do. God can put you ahead. God can put you on top. When others struggle, God puts you above. The Bible says you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are a building that's set on a hill that cannot be healed. Men don't put on light under the table. They put it on the table that it will give light to everyone that's in the room. Let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and bring glory to your Father which is in heaven. Your life needs to affect and influence and impact the people around you. And that's why we're talking about getting ready for what God wants to do in you first. Because like I said earlier, if God can't do it in you, God cannot do it through you. You've got to let God change you. You've got to let God come deep into your life, into your heart, into your mind. The stuff you have learned that you need to unlearn. You've got to let God do it. Give God a season of your life. I told the story of a guy that I met, and I told him, like I told Eric, I said, you need to come to Bible school. And the guy said, Pastor, I want to travel out of the country. I said, but just come to Bible school. You know what happened? Two years later, I saw him in town, and I said, haven't you traveled? He said, no, I couldn't travel. Well, if you had listened to me two years ago when I told you to come to Bible school, you would have been a graduate of the River Bible Institute. For two years, he was beating about the bush. Wasting his life and wasting his time. And unfortunately, that is what many are doing today. We stand up here every Sunday and we talk about this. And many still don't listen. (coughs) They want the glamour. They don't want to pay the price. You've got to give God a season. You've got to give God a season of your life so that God gets you ready for what he wants to do with you. (coughs) Excuse me. Tell your neighbor God has a good plan for your life. (coughs) There is a season to get ready. And that's what we're talking about today. I think this might just be the message for today. Why not? Why not? Can I have my Bible? Stand with me. Preach with me today. Can I get that? It's okay to do this. You want to play something on the keyboard for me? Can you put him on? Let him just play something. On the keyboard. Amen. Amen. Eric, you're a blessing. Be to God. Your testimony blesses us. Amen. But I'm so glad that I pushed you into this.
1: I'm um, grateful.
0: <laughs> no, I'm so glad. I'm glad. And I'm going to I'm push some people into this today. <laughs> <laughs> if you're standing, go ahead. Take your seat. I've, I've noticed you. Go ahead. Take your seat. Uh, Eden, bless you. Go to Habakkuk in chapter 2. Learning the ways of the Spirit. Flowing with the Spirit. We're not going to do our plan. We're going to do God's plan today. Habakkuk in chapter 2. The Bible says from verse 1. I will stand my watch. And set myself on the rampart. And watch to see. What he will say to me. Notice. What the prophet said, I'll stand on my watch, I'll set myself on the rampart, and I will watch to see what he'll say to me. Like I said earlier on, God is speaking. Tell your number, God God is speaking. God is speaking, but the question is this are you listening? I will stand and I would watch and I will listen to what he has to say to me. God has something he wants to say to you. God has something that he wants to say to you. For your life to move to where from where it is today to where God wants your life to be, you've got to hear the voice of God. Abraham heard the voice of God in Genesis chapter 12. And when he heard the voice of God, he moved. You can't move if you don't hear God's voice. But if you happen to move without first hearing the voice of God, guess what's going to happen? When you meet with the troubles of life, you'll have to solve them. Because where God leads, He provides. But if you lead yourself, then you have to take care of yourself. Where God leads, He protects. Where God leads, He guides. Where God leads, He provides. Where God leads, He blesses. But if you lead yourself, then you have to cater for yourself. I will stand to watch. I will stand to listen. To what he would say to me. Today God is speaking to you. God is saying to you. Give me a season. Give me a period. Give me a time. Because I want to pour into you. And I want to prepare you. And I want to get you ready. For the big plan that I have for your life. How great is the goodness that you have laid up for those that love you. God has laid up good things for you. The thoughts that are think toward you are thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. But if we think that these things that God has in store for us, automatically falls and lapse. Then, we're thinking incorrectly because they don't. There's a price to pay. The price for salvation was paid by Jesus on Calvary's tree. We are all born again and we're heading to heaven because of the price that Jesus paid. But when you become a believer in Christ, there is a price to pay to discover the plan of God. And when you have discovered the plan of God, there is a price to pay to walk in it for many are called but a few are chosen many are called the few that are chosen are the few that decide to so pay the price they said i'm going to do what it takes i'm going to do what it takes i'm going to study i'm going to let god change me because god changes you from the inside out i'm going to let god change the way i think I'm going to let God change my heart. I'm going to let God change my disposition to life. I'm going to let God change everything about me. Because when God changes you, then God can use you. Can someone say amen? I will stand and I believe... Hey, don't come. Stand here. It's okay. I believe that as you came to school, the Lord began to change you. Yes. And began to speak to you. Yes. What are some of the things that you've seen God change? Things that you had in your life, but you've seen God take them out. And what are the things that you've seen God put in you today that's going to be effective in your life and through your life in the weeks, the months, the years to come?
1: Uh, first of all, I'm a firstborn of a single mom. Yes. And it, that comes with pressure when you have young ones and You take on that responsibility, even coming to Turkey, you think I need to get something to help out with my family. But knowing God and knowing the truth of God shows you that He's in control and you learn to let things go. And you also not only stop on learning letting things go, but you teach them whom to look at and they let go of that pressure mm-hmm. and the family changes so it not only changes me but changed my family and how we look at God and how we approach God and how we are going.
0: your your dad like you told me passed on when you were six years yes. of age and basically as a first son
1: yeah like there's that pressure
0: that's the pressure yeah the
1: man of the home
0: the man of the home and you feel the responsibility over your mother over your siblings that can be so pressurizing. Is that not the reason why many of our many people that come to Turkey um, run here and run there, try to make something happen? Pastor God, will I cannot come to Bible school? Pastor God, will I can't be consistent in church? Don't you realize I'm the first son? I've got a lot of responsibility. My Bible says that there's a blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. And he has no sorrow with it. My Bible says, except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that builds it, it. Except the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen are awake in vain. You've got to let the Lord build it. And that's what you've allowed the Lord to do. Yeah. You've actually spoken the word over your mother, yes. over your siblings. Oh, my siblings and, and now they don't look up to you.
1: They go to God, and at times now, when they call it testimony, it's not a complaint or something.
0: I hope somebody is getting blessed today. (laughs) Now they don't call to complain.
1: Or to ask something. Or to ask for something. It's a testimony that, actually, we didn't tell you we are going through this, but we believed God, and now this is it. And you're like... Actually, now I feel not important at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you are important, but I understand what you mean. Because, <laughs> you know, the seed of the word you got here, Yes. you are sown into them. Yes,
1: because there is nothing I could give.
0: Nothing you could give.
1: It's only the word. So, the way you could get it, when it comes through to you, then you have say, you emphasize it that God can't do something through you unless he has done it through in you. in you, so I got in, took out all the excuses I could have given excuses of not attending some classes or, but I'm like, let me press in and I see this word coming through to my life. So whatever I could learn, I would want to first see it in my family. When you are teaching us about in the book of Acts, you told how the gospel progresses, and you told us about Jerusalem, Samaria, and the outermost world, and I like, they had to first deal with Jerusalem and Jerusalem is your home there are people around you yes. so i knew that i have to press in i have to deal with them i have to first before i can show it out it has to first show in my family and i thank god for that
0: jerusalem samaria all judea and then to the outermost parts of the earth your ministry starts from home Some husbands here need to come to Bible school. I told him yesterday as I was doing counseling with them, I said, you have a spiritual position in your family. You are the pastor of your home the moment you get married. Some men are not pastoring their homes well. Because they don't have what it takes to pastor their home. But the Bible school will give that to you. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, humility. Break that pride and set you free. Vision. When you're going somewhere, your family will follow you. One of the biggest needs of a man is vision. Some men have no vision. Bible said, My people perish for a lack of knowledge. When you're going nowhere, no woman wants to follow you. Where are you going? I don't know. No, no, who wants to know who wants to follow who wants to follow a man who has no vision, no purpose? Nobody. Come to Bible school and get a vision from heaven. I came, I came to Turkey for one singular reason. Look at me. Many have heard my story countless times. But some are new here today. I believe I could play football. I believe I was good at playing football. And when you're coming from a place and a family that was in abject poverty, you just feel within yourself that I need to do something to alleviate my family from this pressure. We were so broke that poor people called us poor. That was how broke we were. That was how broke. You know, you, you, you look at some people today, they're riding on bike. I never rode a bicycle. Never had a bicycle. I had toys once in the blue moon. Special occasion like Christmas. And you're waiting for the toys to arrive. And if the toys don't come, that will be a very bad Christmas. So I said to myself at a young age, I'm going to play football, because I had played for my state. I had been invited to the junior national team. They were about to start the junior national team, so I was invited. The coach had come over to where I was training, and he looked at all the kids running around and kicking this round object. We call football. And the the man said, "I, I want that boy, that boy. He said, come over to the national stadium in Lagos and see me. So I went over to the national stadium in Lagos. I met with him. He said, uh, yeah, 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 You're good. you good, you play well. Come, come for the trial. So the dream was there. So I came to Turkey with all the intention of playing professional football. How I many of you saw my friend that played for the Nigerian national team? He was here about two months ago. Came to visit me all the way from Sweden, Stockholm. He was sitting right here. We played, both, both of us played in the same team back in, in, in Lagos, Nigeria. So he he, he traveled out of the country in 96 and signed for a professional club in Italy. And then I also traveled out in 97. I came to Turkey. In my first two years here, the Lord was speaking to me. The Lord said, many are the plans in the heart of a man. Nevertheless, the will of God will stand. I went from place to place to place. I went from Galatasaray to Besiktas. Just name it. From club to club to club. Oh yeah. I was in Besiktas for about a month. Cut a long story short, the Lord had a different plan. The Lord said, No, you need to be in the full time ministry. Go to Bible school, be trained. But I resisted that. I resisted that. I said, I will go to Bible school when I'm done playing football. I want to make so much money, I want to drive a Ferrari. No, listen, when you're a young, young guy, that's what you think about. You think about Lamborghini, Ferrari, and all the stuff. You know, That's what these guys drive. So I thought to myself, one contract, my family is out of poverty. I will buy my parents a home. I'll take care of all my siblings. I'll do all that I needed to do. I'll live big and live large and enjoy myself. But I'll serve God, of course. But no. It is the will of God that stands, not the will of man. And I knew it beyond the shadow of a doubt when the Lord spoke to me one day, and this was after Pastor Curry had spoken to me many times. I didn't want to listen to him. But the day the Lord spoke to me, it was like, it was like like lightning struck me and went right through me. But when I say lightning, I'm not talking about light, I'm talking about the voice of God went right through me and I heard the Lord say give up your plan to play professional football and giving to my plan I went to the house I laid in bed I lifted two hands to heaven and I said these words Lord I give up and I yield to your plan the moment I said those words it was as if somebody came into my heart and walked an operation because the moment I said those words my desire for football, my desire for all those stuff vanished. And suddenly, I desired to go to Bible school. And I realized from that day that God's not looking for those that are able. God is looking for those that are willing. If ye be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If only you say yes, God will give you the grace to do it. Amen. A number of years ago, I mean, I've been in ministry now for years, serving the Lord and, and uh, seeing the Lord use me to His glory. But, you know, I have a family. My son is in the back. My wife is here. Irene is here. Irene, come. She's, she's 13 years of age. Um, a number of years ago, how many years was that? They came to her school about five, four or five years ago. Uh, they came to scout for players. And they saw her in her school. Back then, she was the only black girl in the school. And before my wife gave birth to her, actually, I was praying. I said, Lord, I, need to, I want a girl and I want a tall girl. And, uh, and I did pray like that. I'm not sure jo- I did pray like that. I said, I want a tall girl. And so they came four or five years ago, and they said, we want you to come try out for basketball. The same club I went to that did not give me a contract <laughs> came to ask for my girl. They gave her, a, they gave her uh, a place on the team. She began to play for Besiktas basketball team. And for the last three days, it's been one good news after another. <laughs> nice. So, for the last four years, she's been on the team playing all over the country, traveling with them all over the place, and playing basketball. And uh, two years ago, she was invited to the Turkish junior national team. She went and she tried out with them. And four or five days ago, her name came out to be one of those that are selected to the Tur- Turkish national team. <laughs> and, and on top of that, two days ago, I mean, she just wrote her exam to go to, uh, to high school and just two, three days ago, she came home and she jumped on mommy, I have a scholarship. <laughs> So she's now gonna be playing for the under sixteen and now that's for the club and then playing for the Turkish national team and then has and then has a scholarship for a private school for the whole of secondary school. Mm-hmm. You I you know when the Lord said give up football <coughs> Well listen the Lord kept encouraging me, kept saying to me, what you give up, I'll give back to you. I'll give it back to you. I didn't know how he was going to give it back to me. So over the years, what I've tried to do was to work with a lot of Africans that will come into town and they'll say, I want to play football. I try to pour into them as much as I could because I'll think to myself, maybe this is how the Lord's going to give me back what he took. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I... What I put on, what I put, what I put on the altar, because the Lord said, "Put that carry on the altar." I knew what would have happened if I got a contract, but the Lord said, "Put it on the altar." I did that. I put it on the altar, and lo and behold, it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Amen. So, see, if you think about it, it still goes back to Bible school. River River Bible Institute, giving God a time of your life to get you ready. If I hadn't done it, this would not be happening. I would have gone my own way to do my own thing. But praise God, I didn't go my own way. I went God's way. And God says, it's your time to be rewarded. Naturally speaking, I can't afford the school. It's one of the best schools in this country. Amen. So, why wouldn't I be thankful to God? Amen. Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. We just want to give a call today. You're here today, you say, look, I'm so blessed by what Pastor Godwill and uh, Brother Eric is sharing today. And I also want to commit myself to God. I want to give God my life. I want to give God a season that God will get me ready for what God wants to do with me. You may have come here to study in university. Or you may have come here to pursue your own plan. But even as I speak today by the Holy Spirit, God is speaking to your heart and God is saying to you, my son, my daughter, give up your plan. Take my plan. But Lord, I don't understand it. You don't have to understand it. If I tell you I understood it, I would be lying to you. I did not understand it when God was telling, telling me, Put, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Every time I flip through my Bible, I I bump into Proverbs. It says, Many are the plans in the heart of a man. Nevertheless, the will of God shall stand. Many are the plans in the heart of a man. Nevertheless, the will of God shall stand. I've walked some paths All these years that I did not understand before I stepped in. But one of the things I've learned to do is trust and obey. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. I don't see the end from the beginning, but God does. But he says, take the step, my child. Just take the step. Lord, I don't know what will happen. Do you trust me? Can you trust me? Take the step. And you step in. And you find out. He wouldn't leave you. He wouldn't deny you. He wouldn't forsake you. We came through some very hard things. But the Bible says, Sorrow me and endure for the night. Joy cometh in the morning. You don't get the juice until you squeeze the orange. We've been squeezed. But when you squeeze it, the juice comes out. The juice comes out.